Welcome to Conscious Corner. This is brought to you by Conscious Coaching, Inc. It's uh, me, Leah. It's just me this week. And thanks for uh, coming back and listening to us. We were off last week. Lauren is still off, but she will be back with us next week. So this week, you just get me. I know it may not be as fun, but bear with me. I'm a solo act this week. It's the month of March, and this month we are dubbing it as our Step Everything Month. So it's going to be, you know, discussions on step families, step children, step parents, and all things that involve them. So we're going to have a few special guests this month as well. And uh, so stay tuned each week. We're going to bring out a new podcast with a new guest and a new topic about Step Something this month. So before we start anything today... I just want to give a shout out to all the people that make this podcast happen and make us sound amazing. So the music that you hear at the beginning and end of the show is brought to you by The Music Assembly, and you can find them at themusicassembly.com. And to Joel, our audio technician who makes us sound amazing, uh, you can find him at eastcoastradiocreative.ca. So today's podcast is just a little bit about you know, step families and step parenting. And I'm going to give you a few little stories because I get a lot of followers who will write in and email me and tell me their stories and tell me their issues and uh, have questions. And so, or even just write about anything, wanting advice. So I will say there's a common theme that I have uh, started to see. One of, there are three big things that I see. It's a common thread amongst all my followers and, and, and working with clients and, and working with people and reading a lot of, a lot of uh, posts, emails, things like that. So for step parents, any step parents out there listening, you know, kudos to you. you. You're great people, great heart. It's a hard job. It really is a hard job because you're parenting, but not parenting. You're loving other people and other children that are not your own and you are making life work to the best of your abilities and that's a hard thing to do. So the number one thing I will say that I get a lot of conversation on is discipline. So step parents and discipline. How do you discipline your stepchildren? How do you make it so that you don't come across as that mean, awful step-parent, and especially step-mothers, you know, that, that the notorious wicked stepmother. So how do you do that and still maintain that, that level of respect and that re- good relationship and bond that you always want to have with your kids? So, you know, the biggest thing is that I, I think the, a lot of step-parents are finding that it's hard to do that and, and then also to have their partner on board with it because, you know, you might have different parenting styles or uh, different tones and different ways that you might discipline a child or or set or set rules and boundaries and things like that, which might be different than your partner. And so it's how do you blend all of that and mesh it all together so that the family still uh, runs smoothly, is happy and a cohesive unit as, as much as it can be being a blended family. So I will say this. So I'm a step parent. So anyone listening out there, I too am a step parent. So I, I've struggled with this as well. And it's a tough thing to do. So I've been a step parent for 10 years. So I have a little bit of experience. And trust me, it is trial and error and a lot of failure. But 
you know, you always learn from your failures. So this is what I've learned, that first and foremost, whenever you're talking about disciplining or or setting rules and boundaries, first and foremost, you have to talk to your partner. Talk to your partner about it. Talk about what expectations are between the two of you, what expectations you have of the kids, what are the rules that you want to implement, the boundaries that you want to set. So let's say you have a stepkid who is maybe seven or eight years old, and you think it's time that they do a little bit of chores, you know, just to teach them about being part of a family, life skills, things like that. So chores start to happen. How do you do that? Well, first of all, it's always talk to your partner first as to what they're going to be. And then you want to express that and set the expectation with the child. The best thing to do is to have the parent, the biological parent, basically be the one to, to set the rule, to set the chore, whatever it is, and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. We'd like it so that you help out around the house and start with chores. And so this is what we expect. We expect that you are going to take out the garbage every week. So let the biological parent do that because for one, a child has a bond with their biological parent and 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 any biological parent will know this that there is that there is that connected bond and you know blood is thick. <laughs> and so they tend to respect and listen more to that biological parent than they do anybody else. As much as the parents actually don't think so, they really do. So let the parents set the tone. As a step-parent, you are there to reassure and to support. And so therefore, you are going to be there just so as you are that other adult uh, member of the family, and you are there to reassure and reaffirm that you are behind your partner. So you watch the child and and as the child does things. And if the child doesn't do his allotted task or whatever, then you can have confidence and uh, and have the okay to say, you know what? Hey, honey, you didn't take out the garbage this week. You know, your, your parent, your mom, your dad talks to you about this. So... We're going to have to bring it back to the table with them. And so that they know that you are on the parent side, you are another adult, and you are there to to help support your partner in that. And you become a cohesive unit like that because the child then knows, oh, crap, I can't get away with with much with the, with this person. You know, so I basically can't pull the wool over their eyes or it's just because it's it's my step-parent I don't need to do it. They're the only one here. Well, no, you do, because otherwise it's going back to mom or dad. So you want, it, you want that to be. So let it come. Talk to your partner about what those rules and boundaries are and let, and let your partner, the biological parent, be the one to implement it and to state it. And then if it's broken, you bring it back to your partner so that they can be the one to address it. And you are there as complete support, but also... As the other adult in the house who is watching, who is looking, and who then can say, I've noticed, and we're going we're gonna to bring it back to your mom or dad. We're going to talk about it now. And so they also know that there's that level of respect for you too. So as they grow, it changes. And, but 
the same implementation happens, even if they're teenagers and you're now setting a curfew. Again, talk to your partner first about what this should be, uh, what time, all of that stuff. And if curfews are broken, what the expectation is, what's going to happen, what the consequence will be. And then together, come and talk to the child and let them know what that is. So that both of you are coming together as a unified front. And so that you also can watch and they know that, oh, okay, I can't get away with it or not doing this or missing curfew or anything, whatever it is, with either person, whether it be my biological mom or dad or my step parent, because you are always on them as well. But that way, it also puts you in a place where you're not the one to make those hard uh, consequences and to, and to, you know, to say, well, I'm sorry, you're grounded, honey, or, or something like that. So it puts you in that position of authority. It puts you in the position of, of an adult member of the family that they need to respect, but it also puts you in the position where you still can provide that love and support because you're not the one to basically lay down the hammer either because you want a bit of that distance because it's already harder for them to, to connect with you in that way. So you don't want to make it anything harder for them to connect with you. So you don't want to p- implement all those. You allow the parent to do that and it's okay. The biggest thing with that is to let it go because I know for me as, as a stepmom, and I'm naturally a person who, you know, who sees things and I'm like, okay, we need to do this, this, this. And, and, and it's just basically like, bup, 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 and let's get it done and we're gone and we're moving. And so I'm like that. So I like to be more in control of things, especially for me. And I know a lot of moms out there are like that, stepmoms, biological moms in general, because we are the ones a lot of the time who are, you know, doing all, getting the, getting dinner and the homework and all that stuff and, and driving here and there. And so, so you do tend to multitask and you just want to get things done. So it's hard to let it go. So it's hard to let, to allow your partner and there are men out there too. So for men, I'm not disregarding you. Absolutely. For anyone who is a step parent and has to basically take that secondary role in parenting It's hard to let it go. It's hard to just let your partner be the one to to state things and enforce things. Because in a child's mind, they will always look at you as you're not my parent. And so you don't ever want that to continually be a cycle in their head. So don't allow it to be. So if they're not doing something, if they missed curfew and didn't come home and you noticed it, you know what? Let it go. Talk to your partner. Hey, honey, they missed curfew. I think it's something that you should address with them. Okay, fine. Then it's up to your partner. If your partner doesn't want to or forgets, that's up to them. Then they literally will have to deal with a child who will in turn then disrespect them, who will in turn maybe continue to miss curfew or potentially can get into trouble. And so, you know, that is up to them how they decide to parent you are there just to be that like constant reminder, that gentle nudge. And then at some point you have to let it go and be like, okay, I've done my part as much as I can do to help in this situation. And I'm okay because in the end, I want to have a good relationship with this child. I want to have a good relationship. And you can always go and talk to the child. You can always go and say, hey, you know what? I noticed you miss curfew. Is there something going on? Do you want to let me know anything? 
I'm here to help. Is this something that I can maybe talk to your parent about to make it easier? You know, you can always bring it that way, but you all you want to make it so that you are that sort of secondary supportive parent. Because there's already enough bad out there and notions out there about wicked stepmom and, and this terrible stepdad and things like that. So so try not, let's try not as step parents to continue that thought. Let's try and break that mold and become those more of supportive step parents. But the key is really talking to your partner about everything and working together to discipline the children, whether they're two, whether they're eight, whether they're 16, all the way through. The other thing I will say that is a big one, I get a lot of uh, talk on this and a lot of people writing in and especially dealing with clients, they talk about, and you know, this is going to be about uh, stepmoms and bio moms, but they are, they're like, how do I deal with the biological mom? And more times than not, I often hear, she's crazy. Like that woman is crazy. I don't know how my partner was with them. That woman is crazy. She's crazy. It seems as though all biological moms are crazy. The funny part is, is that stepmoms tend to have this notion that they're a wicked stepmom. So if we have wicked stepmoms out there and crazy biological moms, I am so fearful for all children out there because they're doomed. And the funny part is, is that I don't think it's really like that. And I know it's not. So I'm, I'm a stepmom and I, I believe I am far from a wicked stepmom. I think I'm more of uh, Glenda, the good witch. And, <laughs> and uh, I also have a relationship with my stepchildren's mother and she's a biological mom. She's not crazy. I'll tell you that she is not crazy. She's a good woman. So I, I will guess that more times than not, most moms are not crazy and stepmoms are not wicked. The thing with that is, though, is that ladies, and I'm going to say ladies, and I'll address the men in a minute, but I'll say ladies because this seems to be a bigger issue amongst the women than it is the men. We need to start breaking the pattern of looking at exes as these awful people because here's the thing. Regardless of what you think of of the ex, of the biological mom or whatever it is, that person is is forever in your life. That person is a member of your family, maybe a somewhat distant member of the family because they're not living with you, but they are a member of the family. So in order to have a cohesive family, you have to find a way to work with that person. You have to find a way to find something in common, something that you can connect with and uh, to work together. Because the reality is, is that both of you chose the lifestyle that you're in. The ex chose to separate or divorce from their partner. You chose to take on a family, an already made family. So it was a chosen lifestyle. So you have to find a way to work together to help build and raise these children. And, you know, I wrote a, I wrote a blog the, uh, not that long ago talking about, just talking about this, that it takes a village. We all talk about it takes a village and yet when other members of the village and uh, come in to start helping, we often will criticize and say, well, I don't like this. I don't like that. Oh, I don't like you. Well, then do we really want a village? But we do. 
everyone needs a hand. Everyone, nobody is perfect at anything. Nobody is is perfect at child raising and child rearing. And we all need a hand. Take it from where you can get it. If you have a biological mom who who is involved, who is there, who is supportive, find a way to connect. She probably feels just as uncomfortable about you that you than you do about her. And so she's probably feeling just as insecure about you as you are about her. You know, women tend we tend to have a lot of um a lot of competition amongst each other. So I'm saying ladies, we need to work together in order to become better women, better nurturers, better child rearers, better people in the community. So if we can do that together, find a way. It's a lot of self-reflection. It's a lot of like looking at your own ego. Is this ego that you're talking? Is this is this your own jealousy, your own insecurities? Is all of this happening? Put those things aside. Let them go. The biggest thing is let it go. Let it go because in the end it doesn't matter. In the end, if you're getting if you're talking to the biological mom and she's helping you out or giving you her opinion, and opinions are okay. You don't have to agree. But get her opinion, or if it's coming from someone else, it's help that you are looking for and you need. And as a step parent, you need that you need that support. You need that help because it's a hard role to come into a ready-made family. So get it where you can. You know, let's stop looking at the the crazy exes and the wicked stepmoms because we all can't be crazy and we all can't be wicked. Other, like I said, otherwise. Our society is doomed. Our children are doomed. And, uh, you know, we're going to be raising a whole lot of crusty children. So turn your thoughts and turn your perceptions and start looking at yourself. Find something in common. Be that person to break the mold. Break the mold and reach out. Reach out to the biological mom and say, hey, how about a coffee? And I will say, yes, there will be those moments and there will be the, there may be some, some of those families and women out there who literally are just digging heels and you just can't get along. That's fine. You know, always just be civil, no matter what, no matter how hard it is, just be civil. You may not connect, you may not become friends, but just be civil. So that I will say is near the top, next to discipline, near the top of a lot of the things that I read, that are written to me about, that are discussed, uh, that I, you know, I have clients discussed. So I'll say just learn to find connections and then let things go. Let your ego go. Because a lot, that's where it comes from. And for men, stepdads, it's not that this doesn't happen to you too. Men also have the same insecurities and hangups and preconceived notions about the other. In the same way, drop them. Find a way to connect with the dad, with the biological dad, with the stepdad, so that you too are coming together to help nurture and grow your kids to make them wonderful human beings together because you all have chosen to have a life together. That is the key. We, you have all chosen. We, me, me as a step parent, have chosen to have a life together. You chose to separate. You chose to come into the fold. So now you are a family unit, for better or for worse. So learn to deal with each other. And the last thing I'm going to leave with is for step families, 
because you don't get to see the children a lot, especially if they're going back and forth between mom and dad's home, alone time seems to be harder for step-parents because when you do have the children, you tend to want to spend, especially the biological parents, want to spend as much time as they can with the kids because they only get to see them for certain portions of the week. And so all of your time is devoted to the kids. And then because of that, a lot of other things get neglected. And so when they're not with you, you're tending to all the other things. And the one thing that you forget to tend to is each other. So alone time. And even when you do have the kids, and for those families that have their stepchildren full-time and are there 100% of the time, you even more have no time for your for each other and, and alone time because you, again, are attending to all of their needs, everything else. And just, just like, just like uh, you know, families who, who are not separated, who are not divorced, who are intact, they, they have those things. But with, but with step families, because it's coming from a broken home and divorced family, there tends to be a lot of that, what I call divorce guilt. So you tend to want to give more. And more than what you normally would, because I guess to, you know, kind of offset those feelings of guilt and those feelings of neglect or or whatever. So I will say alone time, even when you have the kids there, is really important to do. Find a way, whether you schedule, even if it's just an hour, hey, kids, if they're young enough. Put them to bed or at an earlier time so that you can get that time with your partner, that you can maybe have a glass of wine or maybe watch a show together or do something that it's just the two of you. If your kids are a little bit older, you let them know, hey, you know what? Nine o'clock comes, uh, we're going to be watching our show. And even if they say, oh, can we watch it? No, this is just adult time, adult show. Feel free to do whatever you want. You can watch your own show, but we're just going to watch our show together. It's good for children to know that, whether they're your own children, your stepchildren, because one, they know that the world doesn't revolve only around them. And two, that they know that there is that boundary that, okay, they have love and respect for each other. So we have to respect that too. They need time on their own. So we have to respect that too. Children, especially teenagers, they will demand time on their own. So in the same sense, you need to demand that time on your own as well. It's okay. It's really, really healthy for them as well. Because when they see that, when they see that you two are connected in that way, this is how we show them about good, healthy relationships. So it's okay. Make the time. It may be weird at first. It may be hard at first, but actually schedule it in. If You can't find time in a day, literally schedule it in so that you know, oh, okay, nine o'clock is here. Okay, honey, we're going to do this. Or we're going to just sit in the kitchen and have a glass of wine just on our own. If the kids come around, sorry, kids, this is our time right now. And just do it. You might have to schedule it in at first until it feels more comfortable, but eventually it will become like habit and the kids will also get used to it as well. So they'll know, oh, nine o'clock comes, all right. That's their time. We'll go do our thing. So do it. It will also just increase the love, the spark, the connection between you and your partner. And for step parents, step families, you want even more so to have that connection to your partner because it is a difficult position. It, it, it is a more complex life 
that you have because of scheduling back and forth, dealing with exes and all of that. So it's a lot of it's a lot of balls in the air. So you want to be connected to your partner in order to have that strong, solid marriage and that sh- strong, solid family unit so that you can overcome all the little hurdles that will come along the way. So find the time. So those are the top three things. I will say, you know, there are many more, but those are the top three that I have found that have been pretty consistent in in a lot of what I've read and a lot of what, like I said, it, it is written to me and spoken to me. And so I thought I'd just address it on my solo show today. And uh, anyway, if you have any questions on this, if you have your own thoughts or comments or your own stories that you want to share, connect with me, go to my website. You can connect with me on Facebook, tweet, email me. It's Leah at ConsciousCoachingInc.com. I'd love to hear your stories and to, and to hear your thoughts on everything. So thank you for listening to me today. Enjoy your weekend and we will speak to you next time. 